Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Cornelius. I am your host Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan and you are very welcome to this week's episode of Conversations with Cornelius and the crowd go wild. I am sitting in my office in the John Hume War Room. I'm looking out my window. I'm looking at the forest across the way. The trees are leaveless and swaying in the wind. It is a cold, cold March day, guys. The coldness is bitter and it's biting. It bites into you. If you don't get, if you're going outside, wrap up. Well, by the time you listen to this, the weather will probably be changed because this is Ireland and our conditions are, um, our weather conditions are erratic, to say the least. Erratic. The erratic weather conditions in Ireland. Like, we didn't really have a winter this year. Like, we uh, uh, technically we had a winter, but we didn't have a cold, like, snowy, stormy, icy, freezing uh, winter. It was very, very mild. And, um, yeah, maybe we're going to get it now. Maybe we're getting a little bit of it now because we had snow and we had hailstones. And we have biting, freezing wind and rain. And there's nothing worse, ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, there is nothing worse than freezing rain beating into your body. Beating into your body. Um... What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Um, today is Thursday. I'm doing a gig tonight down in Wexford, down in Mackins in Wexford. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and I'll be heading off. Big old drive down to Wexford now. About a two and a half, three hour drive. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, supporting Chris Kent. He's on tour at the moment. Um, Chris asked me to be his support actor a few weeks ago, and I've been on some delightful journeys across the country over the last few weeks. I've been in Greystones, County Wicklow. I've been in Navan in County Meath. I've been in Kilkenny. I was in Wexford. I'm going back to Wexford tonight. And uh, I'm doing a big gig. I'm in Belfast, actually, on Patrick's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Um, So if if you are from the north and you're around on St. Patrick's Day, you can't go to this gig because it's already sold out. Again, it's another support act with Chris. He's a very popular comedian. Would he'd have a massive fan base? So um, a lot of the gigs that, are, that I'm doing are actually sold out, but which is great because it gets for me. It, I'm standing in front of a brand new audience who've never seen me before, and um, you know they're obviously a comedy audience because they're coming to see Chris, and it gives me a, a chance to you know maybe get some of his f- fans to to like me and potentially come to see me down the line when I'm doing my our long show across the, across the country and the globe that's the way it works you know if that is the way it works chris was telling me himself he used to he used to open up for a comedian called pj gallagher a few years ago and um you know just for a couple of years he was regularly opening up for him and because of 
that platform he was able to build um, a fan base himself and uh, it's, that's how it's done it's just slowly slowly catchy monkeys stand up in front of people every week make them laugh um, connect with them try and get them to um, try and get them to fucking you know like I suppose follow you on social media listen to your podcasts and uh, and then come to the shows and the shows are shows are what it's all about that's what comedy is all about that's the whole thing for me is there's a lot like show biz there's no business like show business and there isn't like it's a fucking tricky trade it really is a tricky tricky trade um because what most people see is they see the person up on stage making jokes and telling tales and stuff like that but the the work to get from there onto the stage to be able to do you know 25 minutes 35 minutes 45 minutes an hour some people do an hour and a half you know the work that goes into that is endless like it really and truly is and i'm not even just talking about the artistic side of it the writing the rehearsing the the amount of shit jokes that you have to write try fail with <laughs> and then go back up the following week try them again in a different way um, and then and then a fail again and then but this time fail a little bit better and then repeat that process until you you know you might have you might have 40 jokes or might have a, a, a 10 minute bit and by the time you're finished with it it might be one sentence or it might be two minutes you know it's it's all scaled back and uh and not to mention then the booking of the gig, the traveling to the gig, the setting up of the gig, the advertising of the gig, you know, doing door splits with the venues, you know, when you're running gigs, paying acts, um, dealing with acts. It's just a, it's like a, it's, it's like a juggler with like about six balls in the air. Like, do you know what I mean? You've got to be very careful because if one comes, if you lose one, they'll all come crashing down. You have to have it all right. And then, <coughs> and then above all that then when when you go on stage you have to be in the form for it <coughs> you have to be up for it you have to have the energy for it you have to have the enthusiasm for it and um what's this now I left my computer on here now and it's making all little dinging dinging noises um and my fucking phone as well jesus technology is driving me to drink guys honest to god driving me to drink i'm sitting here now i'm talking into a fucking zoom handy recorder microphone um i've got my laptop going and i have my phone going and both are bing 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 and just turn them off turn it off one second now off that's off there now and that's a little less for me to be concentrating on <laughs> um but it is it's wrecking my head honest to god i think technology i think i think it's um it's so bad for your mental health, this excessive uh, technology, this excessive social media, tweeting, Instagram, Facebook, fucking the whole lot. And I have to do it. I have to do it all the time. I do it all the time. And look, I, you make fun out of it sometimes. And I love putting up pictures of, of if I'm going for a walk or if I have stuff with my, with my kids and stuff like that. But like, sometimes you could be doing a gig and you'd be like, oh my God, are people just fucking annoyed? death at me putting up that I'm doing a gig here now again tonight but then again I see other people putting up banana bread and I don't know whatever else they're selling and yeah I suppose it's just the way of the world now someone said to me recently they said they were they were going if you're not on social media uh now they said you're just basically 
given up. You've given up. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, he goes like, if you were if you were doing a gig 30 years ago, where would you advertise? And I was like, oh, I'd get posters, I suppose, or I'd fucking try and advertise in the paper. And he was like, yeah, the paper. Everybody bought a paper 30 years ago. And he's right, like everybody bought a newspaper. Not, well, obviously not everybody, but the majority of the public would buy a newspaper every single day. And and massive amounts would buy them on a, on a Sunday. And um, you'd, you know, you'd buy cars off it, you'd buy electrical goods off it, you'd fucking buy tickets to concerts off it, you'd go to gigs off it. And now it's just, now it's in your hand the whole time and you're just being bombarded with stuff. It's just, it becomes all-consuming, you know? All-consuming. But anyway, uh, I don't even know if I, if I went on about my Patreon. It'd be very unlike me now not to go on about my Patreon. But I want to go on about it slightly here because this podcast is sponsored by my Patreon. And I have a new Patreon, a new member signed up to the Patreon team this week. Mr. Tim O'Connor from Ballyno, formerly Ballyclaw. Shout out to Flix. Very much appreciated, Flix. Thank you so much. Another one on the team. We are now at double digits. There are 10 players. There are 10 Patreon players. There are three tiers. You can. There's a tier for five bucks, seven bucks, and 18 bucks. Whatever you, whatever suits your pocket, and if you and, and in these trying times, um, you know every every pen, penny counts. But it, I'm also aware that you know some people can't afford to put fucking petrol in their car at the moment. Um, so you know the fucking price of stuff has gone out through the bloody roof. So I'm I'm going to continue to do uh, free. Uh, podcast every week as well you know so the the patreon is just there if you want to support me if you like my podcast if you like my content and you'd like to go hey do you know what i'm gonna buy that fella a couple of pints there you go <laughs> there you go uh, and i'll sign up and i'll get a bit of content as well that's what it's there for and you know it's great it's great it's great to have uh, a way of I suppose of monetizing your your content, and um, but I'm also very acutely aware, and I know I'm repeating myself that it's not for everybody, and I don't want to not be able to give some, not to be able to give people something for you know for nothing as well. So you got this one free every week anyway. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, I, as I said, I'm doing a I'm doing a big gig with Chris in a couple of weeks in the Everyman in Cork the Everman Theatre it's a 650 seater and I'm opening up for him and he wants me to do 25 minutes and I'm like brilliant it's great so I'm trying to cultivate my set at the moment trying to get it as tight as I can put as jam it up with as much jokes as I can and you know but also have like some callbacks and you know have the writing tight and rehearse it and just just I suppose I want to re- just represent myself as best as I possibly can you know so I have been kind of digging out old um, journals that I've had down through the years and just basically having a look at them seeing is there any old ideas that I I don't I don't really use anymore and could I use them and <laughs> like some of the stuff is so bad <laughs> oh my god almighty some of the stuff is so bad altogether that I'm, I'm actually kind of squirming looking at it but that's the way comedy goes you just you write I remember when I started doing comedy, first of all, I did a course in London, um, a free course, and it was inside in the, the old Vic in East London, um, the Victoria, and it was in a fucking really cool old theatre space in, in London, and they had all these like um, 
government grant gigs, you know, for X, Y, and Z. And I remember there was one for uh, for coding on the internet, and there was one for stand-up comedy, and there was one for tele uh, kind of a, like a, a telecommunications TV reporter one as well. And um, I was like, I should have t- I should have done the coding one because if I'd done the coding one and I could code, I could I would now be a billionaire because coding is where it's at. But I took the stand-up one anyway, and I did it. But I remember in the class. The, the teacher, uh, there was like four classes uh, in the term, and then at, and the fifth the fifth class then was, you did your first live gig in the Vic, which was a really cool thing. And um, he, in the first class anyway, he was like, okay, comedy, how to write comedy. And he was, he was talking about this particular method called rant and rave, rant and rave. So you basically get a pen and a paper, and you just go you just keep writing until that page is full and it doesn't matter what comes out you know so you could be starting off going okay i'm just writing on this piece of paper now and the color of the ink is blue and blue is actually the you know the color of my favorite football team everton everton are in the city of liverpool i was over there with my missus a few weeks ago what a beautiful city full of cultural history and and gorgeous architecture and the people oh my god the people are so friendly and nice and of course i everyone i met was an everton fan and um i met one particular everton fan fan who was born and bred in liverpool but his parents were from ireland and um we exchanged numbers and now he's going to sort me out with tickets and um next thing you know you have a full page written (laughs) and that's what rant and rave is you start off and you let your imagination take over. <sighs> Excuse me, I'm just having a little glass of water. But uh, so <clears throat> I've picked. I've <laughs> I had. I was in Amsterdam a couple of years back, right? Back in 2015, I think. Right. So what's that? Seven years ago. And like some of the stuff that I wrote, so bad. But it's gotten me to where I am now, which is, and I'm very, very happy with my content at the moment. It's like, or with my with my comedy. I, but I feel that you have to kind of go through an ep- <laughs> go through uh, a period of getting it wrong, you know, uh, for a long time, especially in comedy before it before it clicks. Like you could write pages and pa- you could write four or five pages of garbage, and but then once you go through that garbage, there might be two lines in it that you need to pluck out of that four pages and those two lines then could be you know could be brilliant like I, I, I like I had a joke there um, recently that came from something like that and the joke was like um, yeah I'm married you know well, and, and you know I'm I come from an, an arranged marriage and it's kind of unusual when I tell people that uh, you know I come from an arranged marriage but I don't think it's unusual you know I arranged the whole thing I booked a hotel invited the guests you know, um, and that came from a little bit of uh, a, a rant and a rave thing that I wrote years ago, years ago. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's an interesting. Um, it's an interesting process writing, really writing comedy. Anyway, for me, I think it's a very interesting process because what are you trying to say? How are you trying to say it? And what are you trying to do? You know, and they are the questions. And essentially, and 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 it doesn't make a difference then you could be the most cerebral comedian out there but at the end of the day when you stand on a stage in front of 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 100 or 500 or 600 or a thousand people your job is to make them laugh (laughs) 
that's the job so some people overthink it some people underthink it some people don't write at all they just go up and they fucking use their own raw energy and maybe a concept and develop the concept on stage and um yeah it's just it's just and that's the thing there's no right way or there's no wrong way then some people say oh yeah you need to have um the power of three you know you'll you'll do a joke and then you'll do the, the same joke in a different way and then you'll do the same joke in a third way and the third way is the funniest way the power of three or or you'll do a joke and then there's tags right so you might do um like uh well, i'll give you an example of a tag um yeah, yeah. So I used to do material about being fat, and I'd say, um, and I used to say, uh, yeah, I'm fat now, but I wasn't always fat. There was a time when I was considered to be quite skinny. The 22nd of March, 1977, and then I'd add a tag onto that. Back then, according to my mother, I was seven pounds. That would get. That's a tag, and then another tag onto that. I take seven pound shits now. That's a tag, and then another tag. The power of three. Bitches be crazy, mm. and um, <laughs> you'd get a laugh for the first joke you'd get a laugh for the second joke and the third and then for the third joke the bitches be crazy joke would usually get the loudest laugh and that's an example of a tag um but you know and i don't know if anyone's interested in this now but i'm just i just want to talk about this today because it's what's going in my head it's what i'm doing i'm doing um (coughs) i'm just trying to cultivate the best set that i possibly can out of my out of my last maybe 10 or 12 years of material and um, and get it refined and have a kick-ass show for it. So anyway, back in 2016, I was in Amsterdam. I was doing a couple of shows over in Amsterdam in, uh, I can't think of the names of either of the venues. One of them was in a red light district, a little cafe held about maybe 40 people. Myself, Richie Sheehy and Mustafa Saeed. Mustafa has been on this podcast a couple of times. Fascinating, brilliant comedian. And um, Richie's a great comedian as well good friend and uh boom chicago was what was the big one boom chicago was the big one um i can't think of the the little cafe but we were over there anyway and as you all know if this is your first time listening to the podcast you're you're about to find out but if if you're a regular podcaster you will know that i do enjoy a smoke from time to time a little bit of cannabis a little bit of marijuana so i was excited to go to amsterdam where it is where it is legal Excuse me, where it is legal to um, to partake, you know. So I remember going over, and I, I think when you're when you're when you I, I I know this for a fact anyway with drink. You know, when you drink when you were younger, you'd always be inflating how much you could drink to your buddies. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, boy, fucking I could have five or six pints, all right, yeah, no bother." And then someone else has got five or six pints. Jesus Christ Almighty, boy. <laughs> I'd have that for breakfast. I'd be 10, 10 to 12 pints now, boy, and I'd only be merry. 10 to 12 pints? Are you for real, boy? You'd have to give me two or three gallons before I'd be fucking merry, like. And they would go on and go on and go on. And there was a little bit of that with weed as well, like, you know. Like, I'd pull up normally to get my weed off a scoby fella in, uh, little, inside Little or Aldi in Mallow under the fucking cover of darkness. And he'd come out of his hand to Civic and he'd be like, How's it going, man? Yeah, down you're going, oh boy, that's the best of girl now. That's the best of fucking girl. Honest to God, no. Dan Hash down, alright. Dan Hash came straight over from Morocco, boy. 
I was up a camel's hole for four days. So and the and the and, and the, <laughs> the feces from the camel and the hash, they've kind of fermented now. So you get really high. Like I mean, I should actually be charging you. I know I'm charging you an exorbitant amount of money as it is. I should be I should be charging you double, uh, but only because I like you. I'm gonna fucking give it to you there for the normal price. All right, bye. And you'd be like, all right, bye, yeah. And then you go home, you'd smoke it, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is fucking, yeah, this is good tack. Or you'd convince yourself, you know. But in Amsterdam, was a different kettle of fish because this is the real deal. It was 100% legal. Everything was above board. You could go in, you could have a look at, you know, mm, will I try a brownie? Will I try a gummy bear? Will I have some chewing gum? Will I have um, a, a hash-infused uh, cup of tea? Um, will I have... Uh, what kind of strains of cannabis are there? What kind of strains of weed are there? Will I have it with tobacco? Will I have it without tobacco? And uh, I thought to myself, I'm going to get the strongest, longest non-tobacco joint that I could get and smoke that. And sure, I'd be grand. Do you know what I mean? I'd be grand. I've, the gig isn't done for four hours. And myself and... Uh, <coughs> myself and... Um, Mustafa, and I won't say whether Mustafa was smoking or not, to be honest, that's his own business, but I will just speak for myself. Myself and Mustafa, anyway, sat in a cafe and uh, for four hours, <laughs> and I smoked this joint, and honest to God, it, it I never, I've never, never smoked something like it, and my, like, I lost all, <laughs> I lost all feeling in my face, in my hands, and uh, I didn't get sick now or anything like that, like, but it was a very... It was like it was like I was very stoned, and I mean like sto. <coughs> I mean stoned as in um, zonked, zonked. For me, I like a little. When I'm baked, I like to be able to do stuff, play video games, do a bit of gardening, play with the kids if it's at the weekend. There's nothing better to do than have a little bake. Elevate your mood, get down your hands and knees and play Lego with your boys or play football or a bit of wrestling or, you know, they just, you know, you're in the farm for it, like, you're in the farm for it, so, like, like, really, really in a much better way than you would be normally most of the time, like, you know, that's not to say go away and get stoned and fucking play with your kids or anything like that, but like, I'm just saying... You know, it enhances it. But anyway, I'm uh, I'm going off the topic a small bit here, right? Okay, so I was over in Amsterdam anyway, and we were doing these gigs. And um, as I was saying earlier on, uh, I was searching for older stuff that I f- had found or that I had written uh, a few years ago and see if I could find something to sashay into my material. And I came across this, I think it's a poem. <laughs> no, it is, it's v- like... I'd say I definitely wrote it when I was stoned as well. But um, I'm going to read it here now. It's called Dear Diary 2016 Amsterdam. Okay, here it is. (laughs) It's Friday. About eight-ish. Maybe nine. No later than ten. One thing for sure, it's definitely Friday. Actually, now that I think about it, it's Thursday. I'm in Amsterdam, drinking freshly squeezed orange juice, and I am so stoned, I cannot feel my face. I start to worry. Do I even have a face? I touch my face. Phew, I have a face. 
I'm in the red light district in a seedy, dimly lit bar. Three British bulldogs are sitting beside me, playing cards and chain-smoking foot-long joints. They are like robots. Stoned robots. The place is a dive, or as the old Irish saying goes, a shithole. The barmaid is lovely, and I'd say lovely to look at, only I'll never know. She's covered head to toe in tattoos. She looks like a very eager to impress heavy metal groupie. Wank material, not wife material. I check my face. It's still there. I'm not alone. I'm drinking my freshly squeezed orange juice with a comedian I met for the very first time five hours ago. He's a Northern Ireland Muslim called Mustafa Saeed. Within five minutes of meeting him, he has told me that he is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was glad that he'd like to settle his differences in a more traditional manner. My parents would turn in their graves if they could see me now. And if they were dead. They're very much alive. They think I'm on a business trip in Norwich. The end. Now that is an example of rant and rave. Most of that is absolute shit. But when I was reading through it earlier on, I was like, ooh, that's a joke that I could definitely take out. So the, the, the parents bit at the end, my parents would turn in their graves if they could see me now. And if they were dead. I just think that's a very funny... <laughs> I just think that's very funny. Um, um, but, like, the majority of that is pure cack. But if you can get two sentences, three sentences, four sentences out of something like that, then um, the more writing you do, the more sentences you'll get. And the more sentences you get, the longer your bits become. And the longer your bits become, then they become a segment. And then you've got two... You need three or four segments to have an hour. And that's how it goes, you know. That is how it goes. So, um, <coughs> yeah, I think that's going to be my podcast this week. So, oh, yeah, so this is, um, I'll just read this as well because <laughs> so I used to, <laughs> I used to do, uh, write little plays, okay, and, and I'd perform them on stage, but they'd be like really, I play both parts myself. So um, this play is called uh, Number One, and there's two there's two people in it, and uh, the, the first person is called Frank, and the second person is called Cornelius, and I play both characters. And here it is, Frank. Hey, Cornelius, would you like to call over for dinner tonight? My wife is making her famous lasagna. And this is me. Listen, Frank, I googled it. Your wife's lasagna is not fucking famous at all. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little play that I wrote. Um, <laughs> and I have some, like, old jokes. Some of these jokes I still will use. Um, like, no man is an island. Except the Isle of Man. Um... <laughs> Uh, what else have I got here? I just like I just, I'm really enjoying uh, going back, going. Oh my god, a lot of this is crap. 
But like there's a poem here that I still do to this day. Like um, this poem is called Bob. All right. Okay. I'm going to finish on Bob. Okay. And I still do this and I enjoy it. Bob by me, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Bob was a man who was handsome. And he used it like a villain may a ransom. To jump a line or pay a fine, he'd flash his pearly whites. He bedded beautiful women on many, many nights. But Bob had a tiny secret. His cock was really small. And when a woman saw it, she'd leave. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try the veal. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acutely aware now that I'm not on stage. I'm reading out bits of my stand-up. Uh, there's no one laughing in the background. Um, so, yeah, you're kind of putting yourself out there, Cornelius, are you? You know, you're kind of putting yourself out there. Um, oh, yeah. God almighty. All right, no, this is the last one I'm going to leave you with now because, um, yeah, this is... So uh, this is <laughs> this is called Rover, okay? And this is about a dog that we had at home, <coughs> and everybody loved the dog. He was uh, he like as I uh, like when I when I be talking to, to audiences, I'd be like, yeah, he was he was part of the family. Like he was yeah, he was like a pet to me, you know. Um, so this is called Rover, and he passed away suddenly there, and this is uh, recently. So here it is. I once had a dog called Rover, who never knew when playtime was over. He bound night and day, he was frightfully gay, until last Monday, when a Land Rover rolled him over. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> until last Monday, when a Land Rover rolled him over, and he died of squashed head. Um, okay. Alright, okay, so this... Okay, I'm definitely going with this one now, right? And I, I could probably lose all my female listeners now after this, but this is um, this is called uh, Feminists, okay? This is a poem called Feminists. And um, uh, it's, it's meant in jest, okay? <laughs> Feminists! Why are you so angry? Is it because your armpits are hairy? I mean, I get it. Women should be paid the same whether delivering a baby or flying in a plane. But fucking calm down shoving it down my throat when the ship is sinking. I don't hear ye complain when you get on the lifeboat. <laughs> like, I, uh, there's no fucking way I would do that poem now. Um, in the current, in the current environment. Be like, I, he was having a go at feminists. I'm not really having a go at feminists. I just think that's funny, you know. And um, a lot of feminists that I know are angry. And I'm a feminist as well, okay? <laughs> so you can all fuck off, the whole lot of you, all right? Um, okay, guys, that's the end of the podcast for today. I am absolutely delighted that um, that you've, you've listened and that I've managed to rant away there for 30 minutes. And, uh, yeah... I am looking for. If you're coming to the shows, please come up to me afterwards and say hi. I'm in the Coco Club every Friday and Saturday in the Roundy in Cork, and I'm touring, as I said, all around the country at the moment with Chris Kent, and I'll be putting updates on on my socials, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook. <coughs> Fuck's sake! Yeah, social media. God damn it! God damn it! God damn it, Gary! 
Um, but yeah, as always, thank you for the love. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I don't know. Uh, it was it was just fucking what's in my head, really, to be honest. A little bit of therapy for Cornelius today. And maybe a few. All right. Stay in by the wall. Peace and love.